Well, good morning, ladies. It's morning. been a minute. Good morning. Or or a week. I don't know. But today on our episode, we are going to talk about Jen's most recent experience in her breast cancer journey, because it is breast cancer month, uh, her nipple reconstruction. Uh, but also don't forget, we are um, doing all kinds of breast cancer awareness and exciting things in our wellness group this month. Um, so feel free to shoot us a message, drop us a comment, give us a like and a subscribe too while you're at it. And let us know that you want in on the wellness group this month. So Jen, it's been a lot of fun this month. It really has. I mean, (laughs) we've got a great group of ladies in there. They are all like excited about the journey that they're on and the participation, you know, words are hard on a Saturday morning. Participation has just been off the chain. Yeah. I think we need to do a giveaway pretty soon. Yeah. 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 I, you know what? I'm going to, because I haven't used it yet, I'm going to put this in as the giveaway. I have not used my journal, the Jampod journal. So I'm going to put that in the giveaway. It's not going to be wrapped up or anything, but I'll send it to whomever is the winner. Um, we'll just look at who participates the most this month and um, mm-hmm. we'll put all the winners and all the participants into a hat and draw. Yeah. And um, well, your proverbial uh, hat, you know, we do that on the computer now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that I think that would be a really good, you know, way to say thank you for participating this month. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let's, let's talk nipples. Let's talk nipples. <laughs> so, in case you're new around here, um, so I was diagnosed with breast cancer in um, January of 2021. I had a very aggressive type of breast cancer. It was called HER2 positive. And that just means that the the cells that make up the cancer, the tumor itself are more rapid. And so I went through the whole kit and caboodle. I had the chemo done. I had the double mastectomy done. I had the radiation done. I had a year's worth of Herceptin and Progetta. And then I've had reconstructive surgery um, using with the deep um, method. So I didn't have it. um, Oh, and I had expanders with one failed. So I was lopsided for quite a time. I remember Um, that. And then with my reconstructive surgery, I had deep. And so um, no, um, what are those called? Implants. Yeah. So they they can take what's I think I mean science is just really cool mm-hmm. because who would have thunk that like my stomach that you know I had this hangover and it didn't matter really you know had three C sections and gaining weight losing weight I could never like tighten that up and mm-hmm. so they were able to like use my belly and give me boobs. Yeah. Um amazing. Now I will say if you know somebody or please do not comment that well at least you got a tummy tuck because I hate it when people say that because mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this. Right. Um I would have much rather had my what's it called a belly apron yeah. rather than going through this whole mm. whole process. Your fupa. So yeah. <laughs> so just be mindful. Um 
Well, whenever, you know, because you're still dealing with this and it's over two, two and a half years later, almost yeah. three yeah. years. Well, and that's the thing too, is that, you know, with breast cancer awareness month, I think there's a variety of folks, right? So there's the, there's the people that really use this month to bring awareness. Um, and I've done that in the past. Um, you know, and I've always like, you know, hey, it's the first of the month. Make, make sure that you're checking the girls and stuff like that. And I still do that from time to time. But this year it was a little bit different. I felt different about it. And it was just kind of like, I I kind of don't even want to think about mm. October mm-hmm. because it's just like, yes, I want to bring awareness. But whenever you've gone through that, it's like, I can can we just not think about it? Right. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. even though, so the nipple reconstruction was the final, if you will. Well, I have to get my areolas tattooed. Mm. So we'll talk about that. But, you know, for all of the hard stuff, like we're into the fun stuff now, right? Mm -hmm. So, but all of the hard stuff is over. But it's just, you know, it's just something that I don't, that I don't want to think about. I don't post about it that much Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. just because I don't want that. I don't know. I feel like I want to bury my head in the sand and just forget that part of my life. Yeah. Sometimes. That's totally understandable. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it was really, really cool. Um, so if you're if you know of anybody, if you're going through this process and you're having reconstruction surgery, um, like I said, I did have a double mastectomy. I had the expanders, one fell, one failed, so it had to come out, which that was an ordeal all in, all in itself. I actually had it removed mm-hmm. while I was wide awake um, in the office because it was like an emergency thing. And so, but whenever I had my reconstructive surgery, I felt like I had like kneecaps on my chest because oh. there wasn't like, you know, any nipples. It was just smooth and it was just... They look Skin. like two kneecaps hanging there, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, which led to, you know, intimacy being an issue because, you know, while I had quote unquote boobs, they didn't look normal. Right. right? And so I was very self-conscious. And so when we did the the nipple reconstruction, I had no idea how they were going to do that. For whatever reason, I thought that they were going to like, I don't know make something and attach it to me yeah that's what i was thinking too Mm. but they had like he had so it was in the office so you know your plastic surgeon will have like an in office operating room like a a mini scale one and they you're awake i was Mm. totally awake for it i'm numb from like my stomach to my neck anyway Mm. so i can't even feel anything Mm. um but he had a stencil (laughs) And it was like, you know how like if the, if the if the sunrise is coming up on the horizon, so it's like flat with like, you know, a little dome, it mm-hmm. looked like that. And so there were three of them. There was one with like a small dome. There was one with a middle dome. There was one with a large dome. And so he asked me like which one what I wanted. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, She's like, go big or go home. Well, before, I mean, this might be TMI before, but I mean, I had some big nipples. Mm-hmm. And you, so, did you breastfeed the kids? I tried, yeah, but no. Mm. Um, they were just, you know, larger. And so I was just like, you know, I want, I want 
something there, like, because he said they'll be swollen, um, you know, but then they'll go down. I said, well, whenever they go down, I don't want you to need like a magnifying glass to, to find Mm -hmm. them. Like, you know, because they gave me nice size boobs. And so I wanted something that looked normal. Complimentary. Yeah. So I was just like, Hey, you're the expert. Just do whatever. So they stencil that on. And I mean, he had his measuring tape out. He was like making sure that they were like, you know, the same distance from my, from my neck, from my armpit. Like he he was very particular about it. Oh yeah. You didn't want to be like, yeah, (laughs) which I'm so thankful for. Um, And so long story, kind of short. They they stencil it and then they cut around it and then he did some like origami shit. So it was like my own skin that he cut using that stencil and then like on like the flat piece and then he like twirled it up like some little origami like you know made a made a ball out of it and then he had like a soldering gun <laughs> almost oh looked my. like and he was like you know soldering the tissue back together mm-hmm. i was totally awake for it we've had we had like conversations it took i think about an hour for each side um but i'm like i was so pleased like i you know yeah. it was just such a f- it was actually a fun experience and um afterwards you know of course they were bandaged for a while and um you have to they they're basically making a scar like a that's what i mean i was gonna say it looks like it it sounds like almost they're taking they're making like scar tissue yeah Mm -hmm. and so after you're done like you can't wear tight shirts you can't wear um like sports bras you can't like do anything or you can't do like vigorous activity because if they do shift rub rubbing then they then they can the scar tissue can harden and ways then so that you can be lopsided right Mm -hmm. um or if you're wearing tight compression shirts it can make them go flat and then you won't have nipples so um i had to you know which you know after you have your reconstructive surgery anyways a lot of times i don't wear a bra now Mm -hmm. just because they're perky again and i don't really need one it's really nice i wouldn't either i hate wearing a bra Mm -mm. and that's the first thing that comes off when i get home Shoot, yeah. yeah, that's the first thing that never goes on. Okay, <laughs> if I can get away with not wearing a bra, damn it, I'm not going to wear a bra. Yeah, so I don't like wear- I have one, I wear one, like I'm to the point where I can wear one again, but it's I don't wear anything too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, for like when I when I work out and stuff, but as soon as I'm done working out, it comes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just such a, a neat experience and then, you know, they, they look great and, you know, it, it's helped with intimacy. It's helped with just my confidence and feeling girly again. Um, now I can't feel anything with them. Right. Cause like I said, I was numb, right. but you know, just like, even on the intimacy level, I think it even helps like your partner you know because like i said but whenever we were intimate like it was like well do i really have to take my shirt off like what's the point right you know what i mean and so because you're self-conscious about it Mm -hmm. your partner is also not getting what they need right 
for that for that whole process. So I think even though while you know I can't feel anything, it does make me feel sexier, which helps our intimacy. And then you know I'm not afraid to take off my shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this last phase, you have to wait like three months after you have the origamis. <laughs> um, <laughs> You have to wait three months. And then and then they gave me like a list, which I have to do. I have to make the the tattoo appointment. And then they um they have they partner like so my plastic surgeon partners with several tattoo artists mm-hmm. um in the area. And so they were like, Hey, you know, a lot of folks have gone to this place. We've seen their work because after that's done, I actually go back and they take like my after pictures mm-hmm. um and so i have to get like all of the shading and and stuff done but i, I mean even without even without that i'm just like super super pleased but mm-hmm. you know that so are they be- the same the same color right now yeah it's just like it's it's flesh because it was mm-hmm. made from Your like skin. my my skin yeah. so they're just i didn't know if like if it with the scarred over is it somewhat discolored mm-hmm. you know what i mean no Hmm. No, the only thing that I have really bad scarring was um, is where because you can tell. So when you have the the deep, you know, like I said, they use your own skin and and fat mm-hmm. and whatever tissue mm-hmm. to make them. So you can see the scars from like my natural skin mm-hmm. to where it meets my stomach skin, the new skin. Yeah, it kind of looked like a football. And so it was very prominent before. And so Mm -hmm. it's you can see that there's like a lot of scar tissue and I have a lot of scarring. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Like, it's fine. That'll that'll I mean, over time will kind of fade, too. Yeah. And he told me, like, I got like lymphatic um, massage oil and some like. not utensils, but what the hell you call them? Massaging tools? <laughs> utensils. <laughs> utensils. Like, what else do you call them? But I got some of that stuff so that, you know, I've always tried to, like, you know, when I get out of the shower, it's kind of like, you know, I have those, like, at nighttime, mm-hmm. usually I'll, um, you know, do, like, a light lymphatic massage from, especially from, like, my neck to my my stomach area trying mm-hmm. to like just get all of that out um and then you know the the scarring in my in my boobs i kind of press it to my armpits and stuff cuz i even have like a lot of scar tissue mm. um and a lot of pain like in my left even though i had a double mastectomy my right arm is fine it's the left arm and so my range of motion is horrible and mm. i'm in constant pain from all of the scar tissue on that side. I don't know if that's because they removed a lymph node on that side mm-hmm. or what it is, but it, it it hurts. So I do like daily lymphatic massages to try and break that shit up. Mm. Great day. But the whole uh, nipple reconstruction is just, um, it's just crazy. What like, an experience. Yeah. It's just the whole science behind it, how smart these people are. It's just what they can do, what they find out. It's just, I find it so remarkable and it's just so interesting. Well, and now, and now it's what they can do with, you know, like before it was, 
or again, you thought they were going to attach something or make yeah. something or some prosthesis of sorts. Yeah, exactly. And now awesome. it's your it's your own body. Yeah. Obviously, that's better because, you know, you're less likely to reject it and that sort of thing. But like just the fact that they've, you know, the science has come so far that they were, you know, decided to be like, hey, let's just cut this part off your body and reattach it somewhere yeah. else to see if yeah. it works. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and it's just like, like for, especially for the, um, the her too, mm-hmm. um, that like medicine, like the Herceptin medicine didn't come out. I want to say it was like 1996 or 1998. Mm-hmm. So it's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Compared to like everything else, right? Like I, yeah. I know that's back in the day to some some people. Now, can but, I ask? Um, can I ask a question about? So did you have? You just had it, and you found your lump in one, or did was it in just both? Just one. And mm. then you opted to do the full. I didn't. Uh, she or that was the recommendation. It, that was the recommendation. <clears throat> yeah. So my um, because I think it was because it was the more aggressive mm-hmm. form, mm-hmm. and. I couldn't have a lumpectomy because my tumor was like 9.6, 9.8 centimeters. Oh my goodness. So if I had a lumpectomy, I would have, it would have looked like, like a sharp bit, bit into me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Now, so do you, is that, was that genetic or is that just? No. Well, I mean, that's the weird thing. So they have you do like your round of genetic testing Mm -hmm. and so it does run in my family like my aunt had it she had a lumpectomy um but thankfully all of my genetic testing came back negative because i was i was terrified that it was going to come back positive and if Mm -hmm. it would have came back positive it could have impacted like the boys Mm -hmm. you know and so i just I was just like, please just don't let it be genetic because I just don't want them or their kids or anybody to have to like right. deal with this nonsense, which I mean, they could still could. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, but I was happy that it, I didn't want to have that conversation with them. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But I'm just, um, I'm so thankful for the medicine. I'm thankful for all the doctors. I had a really, really great team. I still go back every six months um, because of reoccurrence. And so while I don't have to have like mammograms done, um, if it were to come back, I guess it comes back in the edges of your chest cavity. Because mm-hmm. of course, when they do the double mastectomy, they have to leave some of this, this the tissue there, right? right? Because they have mm-hmm. to close you up. And right. so, you know, that's why the doctor was like, you know, you had a positive response to chemotherapy and to your double mastectomy, but I can't say that you're quote unquote cancer free because there's always that chance of a trace. So what do you, do you have to do like a PET scan or do you just do a PET scan? No, they just, they just, it's just a physical exam. I guess they know what they're feeling for along the chest cavity and they mm-hmm. just, he just feels around in there and that's well, it. You know, you know, November is like prostate awareness month, mm-hmm. prostate cancer awareness month. And although Matt didn't have prostate cancer, he does have a form of a lymph node cancer. So I asked him the other day, I don't know what came about. And I said, do you check yourself? And he said all the time in the shower, every single day, he said, mm-hmm. because, you know, his lump was on his neck. 
And so, you know, um, he's like, I, I check everywhere under my arms, my groin and everything like that. And then when he went and had his treatment on Monday, the PA checked different areas. So, mm-hmm. you know, when he has to, you know, get his treatments, he's got to get physically examined as well. So, yep. you know, like like you said, it's he's not cancer free. They're just trying to keep it asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the hardest thing, too. I think a lot of I think a lot of times at least in my head, I was like, okay, this is only going to impact me while I'm going through treatments. Once I'm done with treatments, I'm going to bounce back and be my happy-go-lucky self. And it's 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 not like that at all. Like it constantly lives with you. And so Mm -hmm. while, you know, because some people will say, I've been told, oh, well, you don't even look like you had cancer. Well, what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> what does it look like? You know what I mean? Like, let me show you some pictures. Um, like, like, well, that's what I mean. Are you, are you supposed to be bald for the yeah, rest of your life? Are you supposed right. to be sickly looking? You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And it's just like, <clears throat> even though I'm on the, I say on the outside of that, that journey, I'm still on this life after cancer journey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure things out. My body is completely different. Mm-hmm. It responds to things so differently. Mm-hmm. I used to feel young and vibrant and have so much energy. And now I'm in like chronic pain mm-hmm. um, all the time. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Um, did did the chemo mess up any of your digestive um you know, things like, do you, do you go to the bathroom normal or is it like diarrhea all the time? You know, well, I mean, I'm when just... I was, when I was under treatments, right. So I was, I always had diarrhea. Mm, yeah. Always. Yeah. But then like now I'm in co- that constant state of constipation. Like I just, I yeah. can't ever use the bathroom. And so I have to take Miralax every single day. Ah, uh, yeah. Matt's and so right now with his constipate, he's since his treatment Monday, he's yeah. been constipated like for a week. Yeah. So, I mean, I would always have, I would recommend him having like Miralax on hand and just, you know, whenever he, if it's not like a constant thing, then just take it, you know, whenever he needs to, I mix it with my emergency. And so I can't even taste it. Yeah. Um, Or even what, as I say, even like a daily thing that he can just drink just to keep him. Yeah. I mean, I drink it literally every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Every day. Well, I might have to tell him that. Thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. And it's just because otherwise I can't go or it's painful to go. Mm. And even whenever like I eat, like I'm not. um, I don't get like hungry, hungry anymore. So like I don't and I don't know if that's from like the treatments. I don't know if that's from the surgeries. I don't know what that's from, but I don't get hungry and so like starving, I should say. So whenever I eat and if I eat like too big of a meal in one sitting, then my stomach, because like I don't have all of that extra skin, maybe I don't know, but it just feels tight mm-hmm. and so uncomfortable. I bet. I bet. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, and I'm sure I guess my whole point in saying that was like, you know, that's probably why he checks himself every single day because you're constantly paranoid. Like yeah. I have like these scar to like I mentioned, I have scar tissue. Um, and that's why I do the massages. But there's like little lumps mm. in my head. I know and, yeah. that it's the scar tissue, okay. but I'm like constantly afraid that it's not. 
And so every single time I go to the doctors, like every six months, I'm like, the lumps are still there. The lumps are still there. And (laughs) just so that they can confirm to me that it's the scar tissue, because I'm, that's how I found it was the, you know, sunless tanner putting on and I felt it. And it's just, um, it's terrifying. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't. Right. Cause then you're like, is that lump bigger than it was yesterday or is it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I appreciate well, you sharing your story yeah. so much because there's just so much that people don't realize that goes into having cancer, you know, and especially the after, you mm-hmm. know, and still what yeah. you're dealing with all of the chronic pain and, you know, the autoimmune now thing going on and stuff like that. You know, I just, I appreciate you and just sharing because it's, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah well, thanks for being along yeah. the ride. Yeah, I've been here ever since. <laughs> well, on. well, ladies, this has been an enlightening episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I know probably many of you still have questions. And Jen, if you're up to it, yeah, she we can definitely them. post yep. some questions. You know, she'll get your answer. Yeah. I mean, at least in a somewhat way. If not, she'll tell you to go screw. Be, but, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. If you have questions, drop them in the comments, share them on Instagram, give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and mm-hmm. share this episode with your friends too, especially if, you know, they're also going through this type, similar type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, I had like, if you know somebody that's going through this and they're going to need like, you know, if they can't do nipple sparring and they need some kind of reconstructive surgery, share it with them because I knew nothing mm. and I was afraid to Google it because sometimes mm-hmm. Google shares too much. Mm. Yes. And you get scared or whatever. And I didn't want to see like pictures or what have you. So sometimes it's easier to to learn from somebody who's been through it mm-hmm. than to go to the great Google. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Absolutely. And don't so, be asking her for nipple pics. We're not going to share yeah, those on the internet. No. <laughs> That's just no. between us. Not until they're done. <laughs> She'll start her OnlyFans once they're tattooed. Once once yeah. they're once they're done, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right, love Thank you. Very much. Love you. Bye. Bye.